Welcome, friends, back to the Screening Club Podcast, where we talk all about the media you love. I'm here, as always, with my two associates, my brother Chris, and our good friend Mike. How are you guys doing? What's up? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, uh, you know, Chris, I don't know if I can speak for all of PAX when I can say that you're one of the originators of PAX East. Is it true that, that you've been attending PAX East from, from the very beginnings? Yep, the very first one. Really? At the, at the Heinz Convention Center. You were the, at the first one? The first PAX East. Yeah, not the first PAX, but the first PAX East, yep. And then um, two, two years ago now, I... Uh, so it's just Chris and a bunch of wannabes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not much. the original Exactly. Fr- Sean didn't go to the first one. Our good friend Sean didn't go to the first one because he's been to everyone since... Think. So, you know, we're up here uh, in the Northeast, and I think many of you have probably heard of PAX East, the uh, the convention, and me and Chris were both there this weekend, although I only on one day, on Saturday, uh, and as as always, Chris declines to have FaceTime with, with, with me while we're at, at the event, <laughs> because he's he's such a local, uh, you know, he... Do you walk around PAX East? See, I, me, I I haven't seen him in person inside the the con- convention center, so I don't know. Do you walk around with like an air of su- su- superiority at, at PAX East? <laughs> no, I try to just get to where I'm going. But okay. I did, Jeff. You know, I did try he to. He does meet have up. a special placard, I think, that sort of <laughs> elevates him above everyone. I else. invited you to the hotel, and you yes, declined. You did. Well, the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You did invite me, but it's very when Chris is at Pax East, it's very you work on his his schedule. That's what Chris is all about at Pax East. Like I I couldn't because the group I was with kept kept saying, "Isn't your brother here? Isn't your brother here?" And I'd say, "Yeah, but like, well, it's he, a, you know you you work around his schedule. <laughs> it's Pax. a crazy event. It's really hard to meet up. Like it's it's well, hard. Chris has been planning this event in his head for like." A year out, every year, he he, he makes a mental list of all the places he needs to see, all the lines he has to sit in, all the panels he has to... I know Chris has a lot of places he needs to be at, at at PAX East. So So I I can't blame him. He's not there for anyone else but himself. (laughs) It's not true. There's a lot of things I'd like to go to. There's a lot of things I'd like to go to. Mike has something here. Listen, there's a lot of things I'd like to... I think that, that, that good for you. Thank you, but I, I want to say that there's a lot of things I'd like to have gone to, but I was with my good friends, so I can't, because I don't want to drag them to all these things that they don't want to see. Really? Well, I walked in, I got my my friends, Jacob and Steph, were are, were already there, and they pointed me right in the direction of where I could acquire a free t- t-shirt, so I went in, I acquired the free t- t-shirt from, uh, uh, for getting the the company uh i i have the t-shirt must have been a good car. t-shirt it's the uh what's the key? it starts with an l oh lo- from lot from logitech oh, okay um and they gave me a free t-shirt and then i went in um you know it's so crowded and you 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 know me chris i really hmm. not a big fan it's, of like very dense crowds it's the largest packs now really and yeah it's huge and the f- the show floor is just so crowded. Um, <clears throat> what were your your highlights, Chris? My highlights every year. Every year I've gone to the Mega sixty four panel. Always, always. Did you get the picture? Got, every year I get a picture with them. Always. Okay. I'll tell you a funny story. Also about a podcast. They recorded a podcast live on the show floor at their booth, 
And when you go look at the podcast, you can see me walking by, and it makes Creeping me by. It makes me feel so sad because if I had just chosen to go up and buy something at that moment, I would have been on the podcast. But instead, I'm just walking by and staring Next at the booth. Yeah, I've been on. I, I've had enough FaceTime with them. One of the, one of their panels, they they record their panels and put it up on YouTube. One of the, one of their panels, they go and the guy shakes my hand. Like you can see, we've all a video. seen the video. It's a great Chris. video. Great video. We've but, all, uh, you're, you're gonna have to post it. I, now. I, I played uh, a little bit of uh, Steam World Dig Two, which I liked. I've got to play around with the Switch, uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on the Switch, which was fun. Uh, I hadn't gotten my hands on the Switch before then, and a little bit of VR stuff. It was some VR experience off the main floor. There's just so so many lines, you know, just so many lines, and then like. I find it really funny at PAX, and I think it's great that they have this following, but these, you know, these internet pers- per- personalities, you know, the only real place for all of the fans to converge is at these these conventions, so it just must be surreal for, for them to live their, their life, you know, 360-whatever days a year, they're just an average guy, but you go to this convention, and there's just these hordes of people, like, you know, yeah. these YouTube personalities, and it's great, you know, they... They have a following and a community, but um, it just must be s- surreal for them to show up and all, all of a sudden you're like on the very same level as like the world ce- celebrities for like this this weekend. Um, so I enjoy that. I enjoy people watching at these events because there's some characters. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, Chris, you you never dr- dress up, right? No, Why? not against it. it. Just it's too much work. Think about having to go through all of that and also be in a costume. You would dress up if it wasn't work? Yeah. If it wasn't work? Yeah. Wouldn't you? We have a, no. ourselves a new project for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I would not dress up. I think I'd make a good Roadhog from Overwatch. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, well, sorry. I saw that game all over the place, though. That's yeah, a huge game. But you had a good time? Oh, yeah, great time. As always, scale from now pack scale. So the best packs you've ever been to was ten. What's your rating of this packs from one one to ten mm. relative to other packs? I'd say a solid seven, because mm. I had to miss a lot of the Friday because I had to work. Uh, what what's the worst mm. packs? Worst packs might have been the might have been the first one. That's the word. I was thinking small. he was gonna be like, oh well, well those first few were solid tens, like the ones that no one else. Well, the was, first few was, was the first one was very small because it was in a smaller convention center, and there weren't many good games there because it wasn't the juggernaut that it was today. So like companies aren't clamoring to bring their games I like, like they are now. Year, you know, Chris invited me to his ho- hotel suite, and then we we get to play that game where you answer on your phone. Yeah, like that was a nice time. Fibbage. But then. This year, I really realized that this man has no interest in actually seeing me at at the event. Only I can attend his uh, his after party. That's all I can go I've, go to. I've been invited to the after party in the past as well. <laughs> the, I, the after parties, the all comers get to go to the after party. So speaking of that, there's a Jackbox Party Pack three I got for this year's after party, and it was very fun. Highly, highly recommend that game. Well, we'll we'll have to to play it together at some point, but. Lots of good TV this this week, guys. Oh yeah, you two have been watching Le- Legion. Mm-hmm. Tell me what what's going on. <clears throat> Legion, I've come to realize, is a show where it can anything can happen, much like Atlanta, week by week. 
you just never know yeah. what you're going to get. Um, Legion's a freaking bonker show. And <laughs> it, <laughs> this is distracting me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it can be kind of difficult to follow along at times. I, I feel like it's sort of, it, it's so um, specific to the headspace of, of, of our main character, David, mm-hmm. and, and what's going on with him internally. Um, that really is the show itself. That's sort of what I've, I've realized is that it's really not about what's going on outside um, the world. It's not what's going on um, on a plot level. It's singularly about what's going on inside this... What's happening to our main character. Main character's yeah. very demented mind. And now we've learned uh, with this most recent episode that it, or we learned most more specifically about the the so-called parasite, the devil with the yellow eyes, that has latched onto his his body, and that, that's really all it, all it wants. Yeah, at first I at first I was kind of disappointed because it made me say like, wow, it's not. And they bring this up in the show like, oh man, he's just like a normal dude then, and it's this like being inside of him that's giving him his powers. But then I forget who says it, but someone says, no, he actually has to be like a world-class mutant to survive this long with the parasite. Any other, like a regular human would have just like shriveled and died. But he's, his body is just so strong and he doesn't even know it that he's able to survive. But the thing I, I just liked how this episode just, it reflected back on itself with the first episode because we're back Uh in the mental institution, but everything's a little bit off. And, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even like callbacks to like the the spit falling from falling from the guy's mouth. There's that scene. Uh, but what did you think of? Did you did you actually like the episode, or did you find I, it? It wasn't my favorite of the now six that we've seen. Yeah. Um, just mainly because I was just so so confused about why we were were here for such a for for, yeah. for most of the the duration of it, um, but. I mean, I ended up sort of admiring it, but by the end, uh, Audrey Plaza, oh yeah, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza. Um, I thought was amazing. This episode, she's, that that, that she's dance sequence yeah, yeah. that we that we got early on, and in which she's just sort of like trampling through like his entire life, and that that was just the perfect just visual, uh, visual Symbol. component yeah. to to understanding what? really like what's going on with this show just seeing this this character the embodiment of evil just trampling through our main character's memory life everything um like that that's the show in itself and it was done really really well um, yeah so i i love that scene and i wonder how they're even going to combat it like how how are they going to get this parasite out i know there's only two episodes left Really? No, it's crazy. It's only an eight-episode season. Yeah, it's limited. It was just renewed for a season two. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about this episode, though, is like even in this crazy, whacked-out dream state, that weird guy with the with the curly hair is mm. still like a giant ass. The eye. Like that's his name. He can't. Like even <coughs> being in this weird scenario, he can't even escape being like this horrible dude. It's true. Uh, sounds like uh, lots to wrap up in a couple episodes if they do wrap it up. Yeah, it's not like it's not building to something. Like it's not building to something very clear as if that I can see. But I'm it's still excited like, to see can, where it's can going. Can David rid himself or combat <laughs> I guess or so. learn to? Can he come back to reality? 
whatever uh, with this parasite. That's really what the uh, the end game is here that we've come to learn. This episode was directed by the same director that directed most, if not all, of the Atlanta episodes. Right. Which really, I thought was interesting. Yeah, hero something. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Now, you guys have also been watching Homeland. Oh yeah, back on the Homeland. What's going on? <sighs> We're in a rough patch, I think, <laughs> with Homeland. Um, yeah, Homeland is. Uh, I think the last three episodes have kind of been, been been dwindling at best, and they're they're kind of. We're, we're veering into to bad homeland. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's bad yet. It's getting there, but it's, I'm, I'm very concerned. It's in a malaise. Like mm-hmm. now, now we're dealing with Carrie's kid, and that's like a obviously it's a big deal, but it's a it really is a distraction from what we really care about from Homeland. Yeah, anytime Homeland deals with like Carrie's personal life, whether it be her Love struggles life. as a mother, um, reconciling with her own mother, uh, now dealing with the. <laughs> The uh, this issue with with her daughter, um, that's not Homeland at its best. That's not the Homeland that the show that that the audience wants to see. So when when it, it veers into that that place, it, it can become very frustrating because it is such a distraction from the the main plot that that w- that we tune in every week to to get. Um, and even that, I don't know <laughs> the main plot. <laughs> I'm just, not so sure about it's that just it so, anymore. It's so... This season is so black and white in such a weird way that, like... It, it's black and white in the sense that we know Carrie... Carrie has a piece of knowledge that she knows is right, which is the bomber wasn't the bomber. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the kid. Is that, it's and like, the world, is that what the season is even about <laughs> anymore? No, I think it's... I think it's. But that's going to that's gonna have to play into it like, somehow. I don't, like, it was really interesting dealing with that in the first four or five episodes. But now it's just like, oh, Dardal, the supervillain, this, this our parallel Iran nuclear deal uh, with Shivati. Um, this, all this stuff with Quinn up at, in the cabin. Uh, like, I just... I'm so confused about what this season is, is now supposed to be about. Yeah. Why have they turned I mean I, I don't know if turned is the right word but why is Dardal like this this ultimate like puppet master he, he's got his hand in literally every corner of the show yeah what's what's his motivation why is he doing the things that he's doing I think his motivation is that he trusts Israeli information 100% he what he trusts Israeli information 100% right and he wants to act on that information so like when when Israel tells him uh, there's a parallel nuclear. Palestine has a parallel program in in North Korea. He wants to act on that like right now, and what's stopping him is people like Saul saying like, "Hey, we can't 100% trust Israeli information. We have to back. We have to back this up." Okay. And I think he's trying to suppress any people that. But just the, the it, his methods. That's, that's not. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is me. I had to think long and hard about why Dar was that's doing a, these that's things. A reasonable explanation, <laughs> but like that. It's not the, the length well. that he's going to thwart, like everyone else on the show. <laughs> the yeah. person elect, Carrie, Saul, Quinn. Yeah. Um, we we have to talk about Quinn this week because it took up like half the episode. That was actually pretty boring. Uh, I tracking that guy, time, and then he wasn't the right time. guy, and then oh, oh, the right guy showed up, and then he, he for some reason he took the bullets out of the gun because he was par- paranoid about about Astrid's motives, but. Man, what a sad way for that character to go out. Um, yeah. She was 
she's been on the show for three years now and I, w- I would she was a welcome presence I really enjoyed, enjoyed seeing her in the sporadic um, parts of each season yeah. that, she, that she popped up in um, and just the way that she went out it just felt devoid of purpose um, I, I would have liked a lot more from her like they, they brought her back just like two episodes <laughs> just, yeah. ago only for her to play babysitter to Quinn and to go and out that way was was disappointing yeah um, let's hope it gets better I mean yeah we gotta we gotta get this train back on track uh, <laughs> yeah someone's gotta save the ship I'm hoping it's Saul I think Saul if anyone can do it, it I did Saul's enjoy character. seeing Carrie and Saul finally working together again yeah that was welcome yeah. so more of that please Here's hoping. Are you guys mind if we, uh, if I kick off our ki- our quick hits? No, please, please. do. Gotta talk a little DS designated survivor. Now we're two episodes deep now since our what is it called the the mid season break or whatever. Yep. Yep. All, all these shows are doing now. Um, so at the end of the the first half of the season, as those of you that may have watched the Oscars or possibly the Super Bowl know, uh, there was an assassination attempt. Right. And Mike, I want to ask you, uh, do you know who who was shot? I believe it was President Kirkman. So there was an ongoing theory what? that it was the, the wife. Oh, was that, was that not clear for, um, based off the finale of, of last year? No, the main theory was that it was the wife that got shot, but no one knew. Oh, jeez, oh, that's so okay. stupid. It, it was not shown. What? 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 To, what was to go into a three-month break um, without without your audience knowing who got shot? It's a cliffhanger. That's a that's a dumb trick. Walking, <laughs> Walking Dead did that, and everyone sort of. Come and on. And anyway, Stop, don't play games. With that was the okay. ongoing theory because it almost people were you know on. They were theory crafting online. They were, yeah, they were theory crafting that they, you know, you could sort of see that the bullet hit her. And when they opened episode one, uh, it begins with the shot takes place, and then she falls over, President Kirkman's wife, and then he takes her in her arms and says, "You've, like, you've, you've been shot," and then. She was not shot. It was him. It just seemed like in the craziness, she got knocked over. Oh. It looked like she had been shot, but he was actually shot. Then we go through a whole crazy process where he has to go into surgery, and he's okay, but then he needs to go into another surgery because something happened with his heart, and Peter McLeish takes over as president, Acting of president. the United States. <laughs> now, during his time, he continues to... Ha- and the, the, these are going to be big spoilers. Uh, e- everything is coming out right now for the first two episodes uh, of the new, the new half here. His wife continues... Like I, I don't know if you saw this, but him and his wife would continue to have these like side conversations where clearly she was in on whatever weird plan they have. And they would continue to do this. And she said to him, like, you make the best you can out of this 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 time. And he proceeds to do all these weird shit. The guy that shot, that shot the president, they cornered him in this house. And he told them to shoot to kill him. And, like, all these, like, little weird things. And, like, things with the stock market to mess things up. And everyone's like, why are you doing this? Um, 
I'm, I'm just going for the, the, the main plot points. Then at the very end of the first episode back, finally, uh, what's her name? <laughs> the Maggie Q plays her. The I'm, I, I, I wrote down her name. Uh, whatever her name is. Agent she, Q. Hannah. No, is it Hannah? Maybe. Yeah. Agent Q, yeah. <laughs> she finally gets in there with the president. He, she's in his hospital room and she just says something like, I have to tell you. I have some crazy stuff to, to tell you. Oh, yeah, she's been she's been investigating McLeish. If, if I remember, this has been going on. But she gets in with President Kirkman, right? And like finally, like because this has been the bane of the entire like show that it's ridiculous that she has not been able to just get one on one time with this man. <laughs> uh, but finally, she is in there. Then we have the second ep- episode. He's he comes back and he you know he's back from his surgery and he's fine. She tells him everything, but then he says, "You know, there's a traitor in the White House. Like, but we can't, we can't just come out and say like we know you're a traitor. Like, we need to get something on him, or like, because it's unclear who else is in on it. Like, his main assistant like might be in on it. And then something that I did not see coming happened, and maybe I don't know, maybe you saw it coming or something. At the end of the episode." Uh, the FBI is like trying to listen in on Peter McLeish's conversations. Mm. So he's meeting this guy. Like it's clear, like he has some trepidations about what's going on. Like he keeps saying to his wife, like we can't like do this and stuff. Like so he meets with one of his army buddies or whatever in the middle of the night in a graveyard, and they're listening in. And then like he says, like I lied to everyone or like some like he says some incriminating stuff. And then Maggie Q busts in and goes like, "You are under arrest. Like you lie, like for lying or whatever." The vice president is under yeah. arrest. And then the guy he's meeting with, like, takes out a gun or something and like pushes her, and Peter McLeish starts starts to run. And I'm thinking like, oh, what? Geez. Like what? And then all these FBI agents c- come out. Then the episode ends. Peter McLeish's wife c- comes out and points a gun at Maggie Q. It <laughs> says like, "Don't, don't you shoot him." Then the episode ends. Peter McLeish's wife kills him and then kills herself. <laughs> A murder suicide? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that she crazy? She takes another vice president. <laughs> now he needs another vice president. Like, what is even. Like, I, I don't know how. I mean, I guess there's a chance they could pull some shit. Like, maybe maybe the bullet didn't kill him or something. Oh, it wasn't Now she. Put it in her like she is dead. Like I guess there's a chance it's unclear whether he's dead. Like if, oh, I think yeah. we're meant to take it as he is dead. Uh, Do we know who he's conspiring with? Like what his his motivation is? We what, know what so little. Who turned him? We know so little. That's why this is killing. Like this to me is like DS just said everything you thought. Like you thought this man was the man. Like well, guess what everyone's dead from an from an outside from an outsider's perspective it almost sounds like they said like this man's a this man's a problem with the show so we're just gonna kill him and his wife yeah we're just gonna move in a different then we'll we brought him we're bringing a new storyline that is actually good (laughs) we're wiping the slate clean (laughs) i couldn't though like god how much insanity tragedy can can one country take i mean the president is assassination attempt on the president and then like an episode later the vice president with the second lady and we're like six months removed from everyone dying 
yeah. <laughs> including the former president and vice president and his entire fa- fa- family. Yeah. Oh family. my god. Is uh, there is there like a another is is there a line of succession in place like finally is who who we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been <laughs> Do, do they need to appoint another acting president, or is Kirkman like Kirkman back, announced himself back on board? Okay, so they had put stuff in place like he was very like okay, you can still be vice vice president. Mm-hmm. Like he he didn't want to clue him off yet, so stuff was in place and he was back as president. But I've got to tell you, like I didn't know if it was like good or bad or quality or not. But I'll tell you, I was shocked because I did not think that. Those two weren't gonna die. They've been the main bad guys for for the entire show, and then now they're both dead. Or right, he he's been. I did not think they they would kill him. I really didn't. I mean, he's the he's he's the bad guy. But anyway, that that was D D S. Um, who can we trust? That's that, that that's my that's question. question. Who's doing this thing? Like, what is going on? I feel like it's going to be a... We're probably not going to find out for sure. <laughs> Do you mind if I switch gears to a completely different type of television show? Absolutely. So, one of my favorite Netflix shows is Love, produced by Judd Apatow. Uh, it's kind of like a raunchy-ish romantic comedy show, uh, starring Paul Rust and Gillian Jacobs. Yep. Is her name? Not Jillian, which, is, which I always said. Gillian Jacobs was on Community. Just show that I loved, and Paul Rust is was a writer on Comedy Bang Bang, and you guys know I love that show. He's yeah. just really kind of really funny indie comedian on the West Coast. It was good to see him have his own show. It's kind of just it's about Paul Rust plays a set teacher for child actors. <laughs> a set sense. teacher? Yeah. So like child actors have to have a certain amount of teaching per day. And okay. So they can't actually ah, go to school. They can't okay. go to school, so they have to hire like teachers to come in and teach them in like a on studio yeah, classroom yeah he really put a specific job <laughs> yeah well he's like an aspiring writer that's that's like the closest he can get sure uh and that there's a lot of funny stuff that comes out with that and then gillian jacobs is like a producer at a x xm like radio like online radio station or okay. satellites radio station and they fall in love and there's this mess but the thing I really like about season 2 is season 1 they meet they fall in love they basically break up and then at the end they sort of get back together but the entirety of season 1 takes place over like 3 weeks but of course it's been like a year and a half since season 1 wait I'm sorry I I guess I missed this so we're on to season 2 we're on to season 2 okay so season 1 takes place over like 3 weeks but it's been a long time since season 1 and in season 2 there's there's obviously the weight of like all oh, these characters are back. We, we've built a lot of love for this relationship, no pun intended. But they <laughs> sometimes it's fun. There's fun scenes where they kind of talk to people that are out of this out of the uh, relationship, and they'll say like, "Oh man, you're ta- how long have you known this girl? How long have you been dating?" And he'll be like, "I met her like three weeks ago," <laughs> and it kind of puts things into perspective of like they really this love is new you know what i mean mm. and, but it's just it's really funny and really refreshing and it's on netflix and not a lot of people are watching it that sounds pretty cool we all can't have assassinating presidencies and uh murder suicides can you imagine if like the main like bad guy in that show like all of a sudden was just dead <laughs> that would be pretty cool 
I mean, is any show though doing what DS is doing? Not to go go back on this, but I mean, everyone died. Come on, twice. Everyone died at the beginning of the show, and then I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, everyone died twice. <laughs> Sorry, that's the new James Bond. That that, that that wasn't spoken cor- correctly, but that's okay. That, that no, does you were sound, right. You were right. That does sound like an interesting show, Chris. I might, I might actually check it out. It's good binge viewing. Now, Mike, you you want to talk about American Crime? Oh yeah, American Crime premiered this past week for season three on ABC uh, Sunday nights. I believe it's probably one of the lowest-rated shows on, on all of TV. Um, it was kind of a miracle that it was brought back. I feel yeah. like you recently said this about another show. I well, said it about American, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. Thing, before you go into this, the thing that always trips me up about American Crime is that there's, of course, American Crime Story on yes. FX mm-hmm. that yes. everyone likes. I think and American I, Crime came first. It did. It probably came first, but I always forget about American Crime. It, it is unfortunate that the names are so, so closely resemble each other, and they're both, you know, miniseries, event series, whatever, mm-hmm. um, about social justice yeah. in America. But, um, yeah, it was back for its third season, um, miraculously after such a, such a low-rated second season, really <laughs> strong second season. Um, the show is just spectacular, I think. Um, it is so wonderfully uh, realized and shot unlike anything on on uh, network television um there's 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 cursing and there's i mean it's it's, it's blacked out but it, it's there there's it's just deals with a lot more like intense serious issues um that we're not used to seeing on on network tv um in the show so beautifully i think deals with social economic um racial injustice uh in america um this season <coughs> this season's dealing with a lot of that a lot of really interesting stuff um involving sex trafficking um involving globalization and what's what's another another big thing those are like the the two big crux and how, how, how globalization impacts it's more like than rural. enough what it's more it's more than enough to, to <laughs> it impacts cover. like you know like rural farming mm-hmm. um okay. there, there's some immigration stuff as well um because it takes place in in, in texas um <clears throat> but yeah really really strong premiere uh regina king is back uh, felicity huffman is back um a whole bunch of characters uh, actors from from previous seasons are back um and i was yeah, really, really impressed with it. Now, this show isn't based off of a real life thing, right? It's not like OJ. No, like yeah, OJ is based off OJ. It's just a, re- it's a reflection of our society. What? It's a refle- reflection. Yeah, very, very reflective of, okay. of, of society. John Ridley, who is, is the the creator writer, he he's he's got a lot lot going for him. Nice, very cool. Unfortunate name, American <laughs> Crime. That's true. Yeah because it's so similar another show that, that i don't think has the best name what's what's this gonna be big little eyes <laughs> why it's a that's fine, a fine name. name i always mix it up with that shitty i think it's a british show pretty little liars i have heard uh, that that name. sounds like a you problem chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big little lies well i did mix it up with little big lies as I said last time, and I think neither of you understood, I don't think, I think they didn't want it to 
be Little Big League because Little Big mm. League was that movie. Sure. Yeah. So I'm thinking, of course, this is based on a book, right? So I'm <laughs> sure that, that maybe this was all thought, thought about at that point. That's true. Rather than on uh, HBO. But also just realized nice trend transition chris thank you let's talk let's talk about uh, it was okay big big little lies it was a good transition because it was true i really don't like that name <laughs> um chris is telling us silently that he actually loves the name he's he's holding up hand hand signals big thumbs up no i'm kidding but this episode sort of the episode where we learn everyone's sort of a piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's the, I know. I mean, this episode brought a lot more shading on a lot, <laughs> a lot of characters that we had otherwise had more or less positive opinions of. Mm-hmm. Um, pre- particularly Madeline and her husband, Adam Scott's character. I know. Um, I don't really. I I f- I don't feel that bad about Adam Scott's character. He made like an off-color joke, which right. he immediately apologized for. Wait. And he looked at someone's ass. The sweat thing. Yeah. I, I just I feel like joke, the show. It? It? I mean, he, or, he yeah, was sort of like made a weird comment. He was sort of set up though as like the the, the perfect husband, the perfect man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's there's more. The show, the show is sort of setting something up, attacking that that notion that that maybe he isn't yeah, all that great, so. which is significant. I think. <laughs> yeah, it wants you. It wants you to know that. <laughs> I'm so sad because he's just he he was like one of the only. Like, he, he was just a nice guy <laughs> like that we could count on. I know it was a book, but it's the classic HBO thing of, like, everyone's varying shades of gray. Like, yeah. there's no... There really is no perfect people. Maybe they b- brought in George R.R. R- 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 to uh, write, write some of the... Uh, yeah. Everyone's... Uh, it might be just has a, a dark side. It might be just as bloody by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. It, of course, we learned that, that Madeline's <clears throat> been having uh, a year... Well, I... A year ago, she did, but who knows what, whether it's continued I mean, to, that to go was on. That bombshell, right? An affair with the uh, play director. <laughs> that what was the a hell? bombshell. Is, what the hell, Madeline? Which is such a L.A. problem. My <laughs> yeah, wife's having an affair with a local play director. <laughs> and they make it such a big deal, which I guess it is. But uh, It is a big deal. It is a big deal. But I, I did like how that scene showed that she like does not give a shit about like lying to her close friends. Like she'll be like, he right, kissed she's me. Lying to her, she, I think she's like, also just lying to herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's telling herself that this That's is something point. that she wants. She, this is something that she did not have any re- responsibility in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she's a, she's being very dishonest with, with everyone in her life, including herself. Um, and that, that director guy, getting some weird vibes about him. I know everyone had like a little like weird he, vibe. Like this, he's like kissing her in public, like yeah. that. How, how could he be doing that? I think making that is yeah, making a scene. He just loves her. But remember about Madeline lying. Famous George Costanzo quote: "It's not a lie if you believe it." <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's, that's Madeline. Yeah, if anyone can force a lie into existence, it would be Madeline. Uh, but no, okay. So I, before we get a little bit more into that, I had sort of like a general question. I guess it's about Jane. Jane is the the single mother, right? Yeah. Um, why is it only her we get these, like, constant violent, like, we're not sure if it's actually happening really quick moments? Now, they're very, like, jarring or whatever, mm. but we get, like, the her shooting someone moment, 
and like we've continued for, for jumping off the cliff that's how the episode ends yeah but like you you guys can correct me if i'm wrong like does anyone else get these moments like we just get these like very like crazy or violent m- moments that like for a split second fantasies. we're not sure if it's happening I'd, I'd say they're they're fantasies yeah but like when when she had the thing like i guess it was a little bit more extended when like the guy was breaking in yeah like i know that was a more extended one but like that seemed to me like yeah, it was the, happening until the show's she shot been him. a lot more uh internal with with her character more mm-hmm. than, than any any other um mm-hmm. that's true but yeah i just well she's got the most the realest not issues, but she's had the most reason to right. need that. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, whatever's going on with her is really at, at, at the center of yeah. everything else. Well, what's, sure. so, what's so cool is like that. It's it's already like, would you guys call what, like, how would you frame this show? Would you say what we're looking at is the past or would you say that the the murder is the future? Like, do, do you know what I mean? It's good, like, it's it opened question. with mm. the murder. I'd say we're, we're we're looking backwards. I sort of feel our like way up to, to present. I know day. it doesn't feel right, but like I sort of feel like we're in the present, and that we we're got flashing less, forward. Less split of, like we got a little taste of the future <clears throat> because we're so. But I guess it is in the past. I mean, it's definitely in the. Not past. sure it really matters. I don't know. Yeah, well, framing Mike. <laughs> sure. You know, so it's like uh, how yeah, to Mike. think about stuff. You, you, you know, so, sometimes it's nice to think about. F- framing and whether uh ever heard of quentin tarantino uh sure, sure. but I know my <laughs> my 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 thought was all all of this is sort of like we already know that all of this is going to boil to a point where someone dies so it's like we're looking at all this stuff and being like oh yeah your husband's cheating on you like nice like rich white people pro- pro- problems but we know it's going to be at least some sort of contributing factor to someone's death. So, like, we know that that that's going to happen, which is interesting. Like, yeah, I feel like typically it would be like, well, the it, big thing at the end of the season is that yeah. s- someone died. But we already know that someone died. What it does is, is it adds a weight to everything. Where you're like, you're kind of in your mind making mental notes of, could this be the reason why someone died? Where if we didn't have these flash forwards to the police, uh, the the police talking, then uh, we wouldn't have that weight in these scenes, and we just be, yeah. You might forget about or not put importance on certain things. But yeah, I mean, the big bombshell to me was <clears throat> Madeline's cheating, and then we also had the Madeline. What's her? Is her husband's name uh, Nathan? I think her ex husband. Ex husband. Sorry, Nathan. Like. That was sort of like weird too. Like I know we didn't get to the dinner, but like all of that, I think sort of like gave us a little view into like Nathan got wicked pissed when she started bringing up like his shortcomings and stuff like like that. Like about what he. Uh... It's just, I'm trying to think of like who like he could have killed killed someone like they all have these little like character traits where it's it's like they could just get really pissed and and that happened but we got yeah. like that scene too and then the Ed stuff I know you don't think it's a big deal Chris but they did they made him seem a little creepy even his like sort of like cutesy Elvis dancing. That, mm. that was a little creepy. That, he he, he loves he loves to dress up. <laughs> yeah, and dance. he loves to dress That's not up. Weird. Oh, it's just a weird little detail. I guess so. <laughs> you get it, like taking all of that. Okay, clearly him <clears throat> making 
the, the sweaty comment was inappropriate at the very least it was oh, yeah. weird and he then to slap sweats. on to the end of that him checking out someone's ass like that's that combo chris <laughs> i Come listen on. i i agree in the in the show it there it's meant for you to say like Oh, this guy's got this guy's a little weird, but I don't think it's that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. In like real life, it wouldn't really. Yeah, but it wouldn't really equal like, oh, this guy's a a, a murderer. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, but in the show, they want you to think <laughs> we're seeing this the the side of Ed for for a reason. But uh, and we we got to talk a little bit about uh what's going on uh with Celeste and her abusive husband. Well, well, speaking of well, yeah, we could, let's talk about that first. But I think Celeste was the MVP of this episode. She's the MVP of the, the show for me. I love the the what Nicole yeah, yeah, you can make that argument role. for sure. She that Jeff's mediation I, scene or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But I'd say that Jeff's prediction did come true and What what was it? That the guy that uh I call him Eric cuz from from True Blood. So Perry. yeah, Perry came in, he was like he started asking little cute questions and then he and then he didn't like the answers, so he started getting a little physical. Well, it's easy to predict a thing that happens on every episode, Chris. <laughs> but I'll we'll Again, say this though, in defense. I mean, we, we see, every time we see it, we, I mean, it sort of progresses the story a little bit forward. We, we learn a little bit more about what, just what's going on, um, particularly with the children. I think that, that was of significance that he stops immediately as they enter the room. That could be foreshadowing. It was much quicker. Something that's going on with those kids at their school. Yeah, I, I just wish, like, I just, like, one of these times, like, I just want her to, like, motion down to the firearm that she's now carrying on her waist or something and be like, let's just end this, like, same thing that happens every time with you asking questions. Like, Maybe maybe she will in the season <laughs> finale. Let's just get to this. <laughs> right? Like, because, oh, it's, so, it's just so frustrating. And I in no way, like, am saying... Like because clearly she's a victim and 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 all all that it's horrible in her character but like as far as like a story like I really wish that we had a little bit more like a little bit more movement on that but I do see like outside of that same exact thing happening like she clearly seems to be getting in like the lawyer zone like I'm gonna take take control a little bit mm-hmm. more zone um, which I'd love to see. Yeah, well, that that boardroom meeting with the mayor was phenomenal. Legally, you've lost. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yeah, she and had some. And then she's. I think wearing, I'm going to take that line with me and use it at, oh, in some capacity. I can't. I don't know if I can take another Perry because I'm just thinking when she was wearing the suit and he found found the suit in her closet. Great, great suit. Great, Whatever, suit. you know, great power suit. Power suit, but like, I cannot take another. Every single time Perry does his classic thing, it's, uh, why didn't we talk about this? <laughs> like, that's every time. Why did you lie to me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, every time he says, why didn't we talk about this? We know we're going down the exact same path and we're going to have to deal with that. Um, but she, she stands up to him though. It's, it's interesting. Like she doesn't really back down really at any point until dynamic. he, until he grabs a hold no, of yeah, her. She did say like, hurts are me. you going to hit me now? And then he said, do you want me to hate you, Celeste? Like, there there is some weird like, power game that they, they play with one yeah. another. I just like a piece of shit like him, though. Like, I, I wonder about, like... He is the worst. If she but. just one day, like... And I think about this in, like... I, I guess a, a lot of abusive relationships, like... 
he's probably like the biggest coward ever if like one day she was just a lot stronger than him like that like mm-hmm. i i think about like that like i i, I know it can't happen because like the di- dynamics of that and abuse and stuff is that he is like physically stronger um but he's almost certainly not mentally stronger so it's just like if she was just able to be physically stronger than him or like just demonstrate that once i wonder like would the marriage fall apart or like because if he doesn't have that control anymore and now it's like i know this is sort of like a (laughs) like that's not gonna happen well maybe maybe we'll find a firearm and then like I don't know. Like, I just feel like that would be so crazy if all, all if all of a sudden she just carried like a taser at all times, even like 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 a taser. Like she could just tase we need him to down. get her a taser or some pepper spray, yeah, some sort of deterrent to keep his paws off of her, or call the police. Like it's still she should get out of that that relationship. If she called the but, police, like what would happen? They would show up at the house. He would explain away whatever. They would leave, and then he would kill her. <laughs> Oh, you think so? oh my god <laughs> although I, I i have to say i'm not sure about that because at the therapist he was more open than i thought he was going to be about getting physical that he true. was barely open at all but yeah, i thought i didn't he buy would, it i thought it was for sure mm, it was I, on his terms i would almost i was almost thinking it was like the thought of it was getting me pissed i was thinking he might claim that like she was beating the kids at the therapist or something and like completely screw her over. Like I I was thinking that he yeah. was gonna come out with something like that. So in my mind, who thought he would might come out with some crazy stuff like that, I was actually pleased with how like he was sort of. At open. what point does the therapist say there? This is a clear like abuse situation that that's going on. I need to get involved here. I know she it's she, like, she it's understands good. that there's something. She insidious. That must be, like, the hardest part of being a therapist, like, knowing when to intervene. Also, remember, this is a work of fiction, so the therapist will always be, like, a little bit too late. (laughs) Come on, story. So the story can be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. But, yeah, that's a... I would think there's, like, some clear protocol, though. On like how to yeah, how to handle such yeah, a situation. Yeah, I bet there. I bet there's some ethical protocol there. Like I when someone's probably, in danger. I I th- I think maybe if like there's admittance that there's ongoing stuff. Yeah. Like I I don't really know though, but I would assume like you know if you're talking about like we he got physical with me ten years ago or something, you can't be like yeah. Well, but I assume like I think I I, I feel like maybe if there's like ongoing imminent, imminent stuff, danger. Yeah. You know uh, what? We should ask our good friend Tony. He's a therapist, so he would know. That's a good call. Good call. Well, maybe we can have him fo- phone in next uh, <laughs> next time. But um, he's a marriage counselor. But uh, let me ask this: one more thought uh, before we end here. Uh, okay, Ziggy, is this a, a red herring that the therapist has given him a clean bill of <laughs> he's the best kid ever? It might. It was really. I'd be it was really disappointed in that therapist if, <laughs> if it turns out that he is the, yeah. the bully, like. I don't know. I know. I feel like I feel like Ziggy is is off the hook. He has to be. She was so over the top. Like he's he's just great. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. It great. Was, yeah. Like it makes me think it cannot be. Yeah. She was like it made me un- un- uncomfortable. <laughs> he's like perfect. If anything, you're the problem. So <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, uh, that was funny. So we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what what happens but uh in the meantime guys where where can people find find you online mike on twitter at linguistics underscore and as always screeningclub.com and chris twitter.com slash that morris and screeningclub.com i want to say before i go 
I know everyone's waiting with bated breath. Next week, I will have watched the first episode of The Iron Fist. <gasps> and what? I'll be 100% honest if it's shitty or not. What, what, what is that? It's the new Netflix superhero show, and it's supposed to be very bad. The show has been <laughs> critically lampooned. And I love my Netflix superhero shows, and I'll be 100% honest if it's shitty or not. We can't now. Are you saying that you're not usually honest about about that kind of stuff? I'm just saying. I think if there's any people know my biases, they know what I like and what I don't like, and I want to reassure people out there, I'm coming at you with the truth next week. But can you be honest with yourself? We'll see, won't we? (laughs) Yeah, might be in denial about how bad it is. We'll (laughs) We'll definitely be waiting for that. And did you say, Chris, where where can we find you? I already said, but Twitter.com/slash/thatmorris and ScreenClub.com. We're going to have to even things out. Mike, can you say again? No, I'm just kidding. I'll say mine. Guys, you can reach me, therealjeffmore.com, or on Twitter, the nice, easy Jeffum, J-E-F-F-A-M. You can also find all of us on screeningclub.com, where you can get more articles, insight, and share your thoughts. You can send us comments at screeningclub at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. We love engaging and interacting with you guys. And follow us on Twitter at Screening Club. And until then, guys, have a great week of TV watching. And we will catch up with you next week. See ya. God bless.